That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and tonight we are in the Big Apple, taking a bite out of it the best we can. I will say, though, I have to do my little corny line, of course. I hope tonight these streets make you feel brand new, and these lights it will inspire you. <laughs> it's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> It worked for The Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got slandered. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! All right, here we are. It's mano y mano, me and Justin tonight. The other guy, look, Nick basically wears a Dallas Suck shirt, and all of a sudden, like, he just he disappears off the planet. Welcome to the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yeah, Nick was uh, going on a, a heater last night talking about how he doesn't talk about irrelevant teams, but then his speech gets made irrelevant. I love it. Um, yeah, man, this is exciting. We're really getting into this. Now we're in New York for the second time, going back to the Meadowlands, to the other end zone. Big Blue, it's time to start talking about Saquon, Danny Dimes, and... Whoever else is in that receiving core, I think Darren Wallace. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that in a little bit for sure. Best believe it. All right. Well, listen. If you if you have the time, go to tssfantasy.com. I mean, it's a little early, so I get it. But if you're participating in any type of drafts, check us out. We got the rankings up now. We'll hopefully fulfill a little bit of what you need. Again, it's a little early though, and that's why we're doing our tour because they'll change as we go along and get our great information from the guests we're getting so far. Also, don't forget, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Um, just, just do it. We're going Jazz Sports. Again, promo code TSS. So many promos that I can't even name them, and plus I forget them all. Also, don't forget, go to Pro and Belts. If you're looking for some bling for your fantasy championship, no better place than Pro and Belts. All right, we got a busy, busy show. We got guests waiting. I'm super excited. I'm going to bid my boy adieu, and let's bring in the doc. I'll see you in a minute, Justin. The doctor is in, and all hail the New York Giants. Here we are today, doc. What's up on the house call? Hey there. So I've been slow to warm up to Daniel Jones. I think I've been uh, maybe overly critical of him. But if we look at him, his interceptions have gone down every single season from the year before. And last year, he's finally established himself as a, a possible runner, even though most of them have been designed runs. Also last year, he broke into the top 10 quarterbacks in both standard and PPR after spending his first three seasons in the 20s. Now he's got some veteran maturity. 
He played 16 games last season. I think he's going to have a better year this year yet. We're going 20% of the bench for Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, now he's in his sixth season, but he has yet to return to his glory days from his rookie season, right? 2022, however, was the closest he's been. Again, playing 16 games, and for the first time since that rookie season, he had over 1,300 yards. So I think Saquon Barkley is a great example of how running backs require extra time, at least a full extra season of recovery to get back to their pre-ACL repair selves. Barkley looked good last season. 2023 may be the breakout season I predicted in 2021. Watch out for that for Saquon Barkley. And lastly, Darren Waller. So last year, he was a preseason 85% of the bench. And I counted the number of games he had missed over the last few years. And last year, he played in only nine games, wasn't in the top 20 in his position rankings. In the last two seasons, Waller's missed 14 games. That means in eight seasons, he's now played a whole 74 games. Only twice has he played in the entirety of the regular season. 95% of the bench, and I think I'm being generous. Don't let his high ceiling from 2019 and 2020 distort your vision of him on draft night. 95% of the bench. You heard it here first. We'll see you tomorrow, Doc. See you then. Ooh, all the Giants fans are not liking that one for sure. But listen, we got some Giants fans awaiting to come in. Let's bring our guest in. It's time to hear from the experts. Our next stop on our summer tour is the city that never sleeps. We take a bite out of the Big Apple with the New York Giants. All hail the New York Giants! New York Giants! Welcome in our experts. Let's first welcome in long time, always on during the season, ready to bring it. She's here. I love it. Nikki, welcome into the studio. Thank you. I love one of my favorite shows, always doing your show. I love being here. And I think it's funny that Nick can't get on. <laughs> Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Yes, also, is. from New York Giants Rush, I'm sorry I didn't plug your show when I did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, welcome so in. good. Yeah, Boy, yeah. Danny, welcome in, so, who I left off the promo this morning. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Welcome into the studio. All good, man. <laughs> All good. I'm used to it. It's all good. Thanks for having oh me on. I can't, I can't. I can't wait to talk Giants with you guys. Even though I, I was completely forgotten today, but it's all wow. good. <laughs> he said he's used to it, Nikki. Like you gotta treat this guy better on your show. I think. Yeah, right, I know. It just it's tough to work with me. You know. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Let's also welcome making his podcast re-debut our boy Anthony the Rook from the scoreboard addicts welcome into the studio what's going on coop how you guys doing we're doing great appreciate you being here and man with this is like our guy our big time friend of the show is always on our show especially on sunday mornings gotta love it love his injury updates as well welcome into the studio brian scott from the injured list podcast what's up guys glad to be here a little out of my element not talking injuries today but my giants not that's right indeed you gotta take gotta take the lab coat off every once in a while and <laughs> he's not my brother he's not a brother right. I, I put that down below just in case yes. anyone's wondering. I, I love it it's definitely the stepbrother <laughs> night all of a sudden i absolutely love it thomas doyle thanks for checking in my brother we appreciate you all right well let's get into it let's talk about last season right 
finished the season nine, seven, and one, third in the NFC East. But hey, good enough for the playoffs. Not only were you good enough to make the playoffs, beat the Minnesota Vikings 31 to 24 in that wildcard game. That was pretty exciting. I honestly did not pick you guys to win that. Wasn't expecting it at all. However, unfortunately, ran to that buzzsaw in Philly um, in the next round. But again, I mean, they were the creme de la creme in the NFC, and I think they proved that. Um, so very yeah. impressive season, though, overall for the Giants. When we look at them offensively, points per game, you guys were 18th. 21.2 yards per game. You guys were 19, 333.4 passing yards per game, 26, 187.1 rush yards per game. You guys were six, your bread and butter, 135.2 defensively points per game, 22.8. You were 22nd yards against 25th, 359.8 passing yards per game, 200.9 would made you eighth. Uh, which was your bread and butter defensively, and rush yards um, 13th overall, 213.5. Not too shabby, neither, to stuff the run. All right, let's just go around the room. Nikki, I'll start with you. Three words or less, sum up this giant season, and then just, get, and of course, expand on your thoughts of last year. So for me, I expected exactly pretty much what happened. So I made three predictions last season. I said that they would win nine games, Brian Dable would be coach of the year. And I was on your show sitting here plugging that Saquon would have a great fantasy year. And, you know, everybody said I was crazy and didn't know what I was talking about. Well, jokes on everybody else because I do know what I'm talking about. So my three predictions did come true. I, I just thought, you know, and being around the team, covering the team, being there all summer, I just thought like Brian Dable was the guy for this team. So I think they did just about what I expected last season. All right, she got no no shame in patting thyself on the back tonight. Wow. Like you said, I love it. Let's get it, Danny. Let's go to you, man. All right, so she failed the assignment. I'm going to go to you. Three words or less. Yes. Sum up the season and expand on it. Um, actually, the complete opposite of Nikki. It was completely unexpected. Uh, I did not see the Giants winning more than six games last year, and obviously, Dable came in and right the ship and Daniel Jones was a better quarterback and obviously Saquon was healthy and they were able to make the close win close games into wins so that was obviously a huge part um yeah no I I was completely unexpected for me I I was expecting six wins tops I was not feeling confident and then once the season started rolling it was it was exciting obviously as everybody on this panel will agree on it Dare I say, it was almost Miami Heat like, almost. I yeah, no, know. it was pretty, pretty Miami Heat like. I would, I would agree with you on that. All right, well, the Rook, I'm gonna go to you. Let me see. I let me see if you can get this one. Three words or less. I got one season and expand on it. A pleasant surprise. That's there you go. Thank you. Those are my three words that. or less. <laughs> well, I said expected. That's one oh, word. I'm just having fun with you. Go ahead. No, I, I honestly, I'm with Danny. I thought there would be four to six wins before the season. I didn't think there'd be, uh, you know, a lot of success. Sure. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I mean, I was not a Daniel Jones fan. I was probably one of the Giants fans that hated him. I thought this would be the last year for him. Uh, he played amazing. He shut me up. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. Love Brian Dable. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be the issue going into the season. 
uh, I just was I wasn't confident in Daniel Jones being the quarterback, and uh, he shut me up with there. He proved me wrong. So, uh, like I said, it's pre- pleasant surprise. Um, when they when they were going good, I did say when they lost that game on Christmas um, Christmas Eve against the Vikings, I said they're going to go to the playoffs. And they're going to beat the Vikings at home. Hundred uh, percent, and that's that exactly what happened. So I, I was, I was uh, different than you. I believed that they were going to beat the Vikings at home, and uh, it was, it I was did. awesome. I did too. Yeah, yeah. They're like I said, they were, they were very like it, it could have. I, I heard other people. I remember during that time, it wasn't like you know out of crazy to predict that the Giants were going to win. I heard a few people, you know, that was their sneaky um, win because the way the Vikings went into the playoffs. You're like, you know, what identity they have, and look. You know, I'm going to get into it in a second, but looking at the stats and everything, it's it's crazy how you guys scrapped and clawed, and that's why I say it's a la Miami Heat. You scrapped and clawed your way through the season, got into the postseason, and you started to turn it on when it mattered. And unfortunately, like I said, just didn't meet the, the ultimate test. Uh, but again, a great season nonetheless. Overachieved, I think, anyway. Brian, what do you say, my friend? Okay, one word for me, relieved. And uh, it all comes down to coaching, man. Great pickup in Brian Dable. They finally got a coach who put together a, a coaching staff that is more than capable uh, of of doing what they can do with that personnel. And that's that's the reason they went as far as they did, Coop, because coaching. Um, you look at those stats, you know, rattling off those rankings where they are. They shouldn't have been where they were uh, in the NFC East. So uh, you got to com- commend the Giants organization for finally finding the right coach. And, Nikki, you're not crazy um Saquon was due to have a bounce back year he was two years removed from his ACL and if you listen to my show that's kind of the magic number coming off ACL injuries is that two-year mark so Mm -hmm. no surprise there and and I'm excited to see what this season holds um and I'm glad they used a franchise tag on him because we might not see a season like that from him ever again unfortunately (laughs) yeah you and the doc agreed on that in fact he threw some show notes and I'm sure you guys could both go back and forth on that um you know, and I've talked about that, too, quite frankly, if I've had a torn ACL, not that I'm playing uh, pro football, but going out and playing flag football, I was nervous just to cut and move. I can't imagine having these big guys coming towards the, that knee that yeah. you just had surgically right. repaired, how that feels for you. Thomas Thomas Doyle wants to know if Daniel Jones just played good or did he just avoid the mistakes and turnovers finally? He's that seems to be it. But that seems to be the mantra of your Giants team. And that's what we were talking about um, earlier. You guys played tough, mistake-free football. Run the football. Don't make mistakes. And let your defense win win the game. I mean, that's kind of like a la 90s football pretty much. But right. nonetheless, it was effective enough to win the wild card game against the Vikings. So, But that is so playing cares? good. Thomas, like if you are, if you are avoiding mistakes and you're not turning over the ball, like that is playing good. I think it's a combination of everything, right? Like coaching, we're able to get him and right the ship there a little bit. Um, I mean, let's face it. I think we can all agree our, our wide receiving, uh, core there was not the best. Richie James, we had the thief, Kenny Galladay. So I think, yeah, I think Daniel Jones did a good job. The thief in the night. I love it. All right, let's. Yeah, it well, is. Well, we talked about what was. Let's talk about what is. So, you guys in the offseason, you guys, again, Doc just brought him up, Darren Waller. That was a big offseason move for you guys to make a big splash at the tight end position. Dan- Daniel Bellinger was playing good. So, it wasn't like, you know, but Darren Waller obviously is a big upgrade there. So, that was a big play for you guys. Then you brought in two receivers to replace some of the guys that you missed. Jamison Crowder is now on your Paris Campbell 
is making a return onto the onto the field. So someone else to look out for for you guys. You lost. You brought up Kenny Galladay, and I was actually a Kenny Galladay dynasty owner until this particular oh, no. because I just was like, oh, some point this guy's all this talent. Oh my god, that was I. So I totally am with you there. Richie James, obviously, you lost him. And now on the line, you miss you're missing Nick Gates and Joe Feliciano as well. Um, so a little bit of loss with the offense, nothing crazy in the draft. You went uh first round, Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland, to address some of the um issues in the passing game. Um, defensively, John Michael Smith to the center. Obviously, we just mentioned um the loss of uh of your center as well from Minnesota. Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt, excuse me, receiver from Tennessee in round three. Eric Gray, running back in Oklahoma for round five. Obviously, maybe somebody to spell Saquon. Round six, Trey <laughs> Hawkins, cornerback from Old Dominion. Joylin Riley, defensive tackle from Oregon in round seven. And also Javarius Owens, safety out of Houston. All right, let's go around the room. Let's go the opposite way. I'll, Brian, I'll start with you. Let's talk. We're talking about what is. So tell me, give me a prediction how you think the season plays out for your New York Giants? Well, I think they're going to hopefully better that uh, win total, maybe by one or two more this year. I think they put some good pieces that they were missing in the offseason there with through the draft, especially. I mean, I mean, I think their draft kicked ass. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, they hit every nail on the head in the draft. Like, And they got some pretty good steals, I think, when you're looking at that center there from Minnesota. Um uh, that you mentioned. I mean, they picked him up in like the later rounds. I mean, that was awesome. Jalen Hyatt, I don't think a lot of people even had him slipping down as far as he did for the Giants to grab. So they did a great job in the draft. I'm really excited about some of these free agent guys they brought in and Crowder and Campbell um, to strengthen up a <laughs> horrifically depleted receiver core. And they brought back Slayton, who was probably one of the only guys that really did anything last year. And, and even he had a bad year by his um, standards with a lot of drops. So I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, you know, they're going to be without Sterling Shepard and Wandale Robinson for probably a good portion of the beginning of the season, although Wandale might be ready to go, but I don't think Shepard's going to be ready, but I don't expect much from those guys. So they filled a lot of serious holes on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, they even brought in a couple of good defensive players too. that linebacker. Um, um, I can't say his name from uh, Indianapolis. Uh, so it should, should help. I, I think they did a great job in the off season, filling some big voids. All right. I like it. Uh, Anthony, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not going a little too crazy. I, I think they're around nine and ten too. I'm with, I'm with Brian. I don't want to too over my head here as the Giants can come out and go, you know, thirteen and four or something like that. But I think they finally gave Daniel Jones his weapons that he needs. You know, they got Darren Waller, he brought him in. J Jalen Hyatt, uh, you drafted him. I think just getting him some sort of weapons. I mean, last year the receiving core was depleted. Richie James was the best receiver. Isaiah Hodgins was awesome. Uh, you know, late there in that in that uh, you know last quarter of the season. So uh, I think just getting weapons around Daniel Jones definitely helps out the Giants and my boy, Brian Dable, you know, he, you saying before the team grinds, they scrap and claw. He's a hockey fan, right? He loves the New York Rangers team all the time. He's at the garden. He's uh, you know, he, that's what he is. He's a scrappy guy. He's a hockey guy and you gotta love him. So I think with Brian Dable getting weapons around Daniel Jones um, and they, you know, they brought back Dexter Lawrence too. You can't forget about him. He was huge last year. Um, all pro. Really yeah, all pro really stepped it up and uh, proves why he was drafted where he was. So it's I think the Giants are they'll probably say I don't I don't think they're they're reaching the level of the Eagles yet, um, but they're they're on their way there. All right, Danny, what say you? Um, I'm with Rook. I think we might be we might have a better team on paper, but unfortunately the schedule looks looks 
as of today's date, looks a little harder than what it was last year. And also the fact that we played in so many tight games, as much as I would love for them to win all those tough games as last year, but that's that changes year to year. So if we lose a game or two because of, of the season, I, I, I think seven, seven and nine, 10 and six would be uh, uh, a nice stepping stone for us uh, to keep on building the process of the last couple of years. Um, we're not there yet. Like Rook said, we, we, we need to find a way to beat the Cowboys and Eagles in our division. We won one division game last year. So we got, we got to figure something out in our own division. Once, once we start doing that, I'll, I'll be more confident until then I'm going to be a little bit more pessimistic. Well, you do know that at some point you do come down south to face yes. America's team, the Miami <laughs> yes, Dolphins. Yes, yes. I was looking face at the schedule just now. That L, is uh, October 8th. Take an L down south. All right, Nikki, <laughs> give me that prediction. Shut your mouth, Alicia Keys. You're like quoting Alicia Keys in the open. <laughs> just be quiet over there because I'm coming to Miami for that one. So, All right. Well, I'm ready. I got a seat ready for you. So All let's right. go. I know you do. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go about 10 wins so far. I get asked like every single day, what is my prediction here? I'm going to go 10 wins. Uh, let's give credit to, you know, consistency, right? And so second year under Brian Dable, I'm telling you right now, just, just being there from covering camp so far, um, all the players are really excited and they have all said the same thing. I feel better going into my second year under this regime. I know it's expected of me. Most of the coaches are in place and it helps smooth things out throughout the year. So I think let's give a lot of credit to that. Uh, the wide receiving room just got a lot faster, right? So you look at Waller adding Paris Campbell there. So we got a lot of speed coming. Um, I'm telling you, Daniel Jones looks confident as hell on that field. He is commanding that field. So I think we're going to probably hit about 10 wins. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 11. Oh, wait. All right. She's going big time with 11 wins. Let's see, as that. you can see, I'm the even kill one. She, she's going, she's the crazy. She's all about it. Yeah, I, do, I do want to note, we may have only had one win in division. We also had one tie. All right. That's yes. true. Okay. I, I was going to, I was going to say that, but yes. This so the true. effect of the, the talking point. It's like Tissy yeah. Tino, thanks for checking in. Everyone's doing great, my brother, because right now we had a little bit of serious talk. We talked about what is and what was. It's time for a little fun. Let's break it up. We got our boys from the, or excuse me, the girl and boy from the New York Giants rush. And we got the stepbrothers tonight. We're going to team up tonight. We're going to play the fantasy quiz show Giants edition. Let's get it. No sign of intelligence. It's the fantasy quiz show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin It's gonna be a long game. Not gonna be a long game tonight because we got giant experts in the building. So as the game goes, it plays just like Family Feud. I'm going to pit two of you against each other. I'll ask a question, shout out your answer, and whoever has the highest one um, will get to steal it for their team. You guys will get a chance to close out all five questions. If you don't, you get three strikes. The other team will get a chance to steal it. So let's get it started. Let's go 
Nikki and Anthony right off the jump. Top, top five answers are on the board. Here is your first question. Always like to lay it up for the first one. So here's your first layup. We want to go all-time history now in Giants history. Um, top five answers. I'm looking for your top five passing yard leaders. Eli Manning. <laughs> Eli Manning. Eli I need, Manning. I need my teammate on it. Come on. Can Eli-, we <laughs> Eli Manning, numero uno on the list, 57,000. And 23 yards. Okay, well, time to tag in your boy, Bri. What do you got, Bri, on this list? Oh, dear. I know. Um, this is tough because I, I'm I'm a child of the 80s, and I don't think I followed the Giants much back then. <laughs> oh, come on. There's a huge guy in the 80s. I think he's up there. Uh, you think Phil, Phil Sims then? Phil I'll go Sims. Phil Sims. Phil Sims. Phil Sims is number two on this All list. Right. He is uh, 33,462. All right, now things get very interesting. Anthony, what do you say? I'm going to go to uh, old history here. I don't know if this is going to be right, because back then they didn't really pass it off. But I'm going to say Y.A. Tittle. Y.A. Tittle. I was thinking. Yeah. Tittle be this. Let's go. You got one strike. Three, four, and five is on the board. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I know he wasn't like a starter, but he did fill in admirably when Sims went down. Was Hosteller up there in the top five? (laughs) Jeff Hosteller. Oh, boy. There's a little bit of meat on this bone. Anthony, can he get a little nibble? Uh, I'm truly trying to rack my brain here. Um, only, only person I can think of who uh, went to Super Bowl with the Giants is Kerry Collins. I'm going to go. Kerry Collins. He's definitely not there. He doubts himself and he nails it. Kerry Collins, number four on this list, 16,875. That makes number three and number five really interesting. So I'm going to go back to you, Bri. Can you? Oh, my God, Rook, give me some help here, Rook. I don't know. There's no help in this round. You got to get this (laughs) Two strikes on the board. Let's see. Can you save your team here? I could probably name more guys who it's not than who it is. Well, every time you say it's not, you guys seem to get it. So maybe go go with that instinct, maybe. I mean, God, Eli's been there for so long. I can't even think of who came between him and <laughs> the guy before, Kelly, Co- Kerry Collins. Uh, I, I, I don't know, Rook. I don't know. I, judge I, in the back. I don't you know, know what to do, of... Judge. I don't even know any quarterback. <laughs> it's gonna no, be someone no, from like no. the seventies. It's gotta be. I don't even know who those guys All right, are. <laughs> so, so let's go to Danny and Nikki. Get a chance to steal here. You guys can talk amongst yourselves, but I think Danny will just be having his own conversation amongst himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, really, he's playing for me for this one. <laughs> can um, you steal it, Danny? Come on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a hail mary. Um, Fran Tarkington. Uh, Frank Tarkington. Fr- 
Frank, Frank Tarkin at number five on this list by the hair of your chinny chin chin. 13,905. Number three, Charlie Connerly. 19,000. I was also going to say that. <laughs> you were really going to say, wow. Yeah, I have I have no idea who that is. So the, everyone else I heard of except number three. So I was actually going to say Dave Brown. Did he even make that list? <laughs> he, I don't know. I, I just go to the top five. <laughs> not the top it. five. That's about, top five. I, that's about all I got. All right. Good. So Danny and Brian, boy, now now that I realize this might be a little mismatch to start things out. Just <laughs> Brian. All right, let's go. Question number two. Top five answers are on the board. Again, we're going to go back to all time history here, but I'm looking at the rushing TD leaders of all time. Brandon wow. Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. His social media handle is that. I just met him. <laughs> I just had that's a nice awesome. conversation with him on Tuesday. That's yeah, awesome. His, it, that's his Instagram uh, tag. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon Jacobs, my friend. 60 TDs, the Giants all time. Rushing leader. All right, uh, Nikki, what say you? Come on, get the layup, Nikki. Come on. Saquon? Is he on there? Saquon Barkley. No. No. No bueno. All right. Let's go. Let's go back to Danny. Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber. Boy, he was a fantasy diamond for sure. Tiki Barber, number 255 on this list. All right. Well, Nikki, he didn't leave you the layup. So what do you got now? I know. Go, Danny. You go. I'm sorry. You're playing. Uh, it's, your, it's, your, it's your go, though, Nikki. That's I not know, how the game, but I'm passing, how the game works. <laughs> I'm passing you gotta, it to him. you got to make a guess, Nikki. I wish on. we had this one, man. Think, think, just go through the history of the Giants I mean, and no, like some I'm running backs. Trying. We've had some great running backs, too. I know. Really You're like drawing a blank. I, I should have let you get that one. I'm sorry. I know. Go ahead. Just Fuck. throw you Go for me. <laughs> Come on. All right, Running strikes on the Rook, we can definitely oh. make the steal here, Rook. Yeah. Danny, who you got? Rodney Hampton. Rodney Hampton. Rodney Hampton on this list is number three with 49. I'll be impressed, Nikki, if you could somehow <laughs> get four or five. Let's see. Do you I have a guess? It. I know. I like draw a blank. This is why I'm horrible at trivia. You don't want me on your trivia team. Um, hey, don't give her the answer. Oh, who's giving answers down there? <laughs> oh, somebody's giving an answer. I don't think he made the top five. That no, if I wouldn't have put it up if it was a correct answer. I just was yeah, just showing no. showing the the audience participation. Um. All right. Who else do we have? Um, think eighties. Think eighties. I. That's the problem. Like I was a baby. <laughs> You still follow the Giants, though. I know, yeah, but like not when I was a child. Uh, 80s. I, I really don't know. Hit or judge. Stop it. Get some help. Yeah, I need help. I try to get Danny for help. Why can't this be a team effort? Why can't you this 
that's not how the game is played. You've seen Family Feud. They don't they don't get to question each person and be like, hey, change, what do you, you should change the game. All Brian, right. Who, who, who do you think of Brian? Go, Rook. What do you, you got? You and Brian oh, can talk about yourself. Yeah, it's, it's got to be one of two guys that's in the top five. It's either Joe Morris or Otis Anderson. Yeah, that's I was thinking Joe Morris, which actually sucks. I actually have an autographed Joe Morris ball. Uh, but I'm in the process of moving. I have it unpacked. And that's it. Then that's got to be it. Let's go Joe with Joe that. Morris. Joe Morris. <laughs> oh, Joe Morris. He is number four on the I list. I have never 48. gotten that. Never. Oh, Joe number Morris. Five, Alex I should have just. I should have just went. I, I messed that up. I should have went for the lowest ones, and then you got the layups. <laughs> well, yeah. now, hey, but that's all right. Now now you've learned your lesson, and we're moving on, right? It's one-to-one. <laughs> There's still plenty of time left. Here we go. Nikki Wait, and Anthony, you guys are up. Now the questions get a little more challenging. Oh, God. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Top five answers on the board. <sighs> I want to know about winning percentages, and I want to know about other franchises. So top five answers. I want to know. The top five franchises you have the best winning percentage against. Oh, come on, Nikki. Come on. Oh, do I go first? Is it sure. one of you? you oh, whoever. Commanders. Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Damn. They are a close number six. Oh. I happen to know that on this list. Damn it. Brian, what do you wrong? think? Can, we, can I consult with my... It, it, not, no, it's a- Anthony's go. He's got to make a guess. It's what is the top, you said top time. winning percentage? The, the best winning percentages you have against franchises. Uh, oh, I, I thought know, of I'm all time. Say the Niners. Yeah, of all time. <laughs> Damn it. Say what? The Niners. The 49ers. All right. I know it. Our judge, the 49er fan, had to throw the slap on you, Anthony. That's all that was. <laughs> oh, all right, Nikki, I'm going to go back to you. Do you. What guess do you got? Oh, let's see. Um, this is a oh, tough one, actually. I know. I really yeah. thought it was the commanders, I guess. Yeah, yeah I thought so too. They were close there. Like I said, they were six on the list. They're six. Um, oh, has to be an obscure team. Yeah, I know. It probably is. I don't know. The Jets? Like, the uh, <laughs> Jets? <laughs> Anthony? Original BXP has a good. Uh, I'm trying to think of like an original like NFL team, uh, but then I feel like they played so many times against each other. I'm gonna against. I'm just gonna pick the Jags because I feel like they don't play them that often. And I feel like they usually beat the Jags. The Jaguars. Jags is up there. I didn't, I didn't have to move over here. Let's yeah, you gotta go over to. Uh... So now we're going into the <laughs> overtime rules, but we're we're gonna give Danny and Brian a chance to get to make this uh, before we get into overtime. So, Danny, you'll be up first. Do you have a guess? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals? (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
There's 32 teams. Eventually, you are going to get <laughs> one of them. So when when we go back and forth a little bit, we just to, to not make a bunch of time. We just go to the OT rules, and the first one, first one who uh, gets it correct gets it, but it has to be the highest. So the Cardinals on this list, Danny, are number four. You're 81, oh, 46. Okay. And uh, on you, Brian. Come on, Brian. Come on. So Brian, you get a chance here. You get a chance. There's one, two, and three left available. Well, how about the Chargers? The Super Chargers. <laughs> no. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> so, here, so here is the list. The top one, the Houston Texans. You are five um, and one. All time, oh. 833 winning percentage. I knew it was an AFC South team, though. Guess who's, number I, I, two. Guess who's number two? The Chiefs. You guys are 11 and four wow. all time wow. against wow. the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Number three, America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> seven and three. Seven and three against the Dolphins' original. <laughs> All right, our judge is having a good time. Original BXP nailed it actually uh, earlier. And number five on the list, the Buccaneers, fifteen and nine all yeah. time against the Bucks. Believe it or not. All right, let's go round number four. We got um, where, where are we at? We got Danny and we got Brian up, and it's two one. So if Danny and Nikki take this round, it's night night for the stepbrothers. Oh, <laughs> We're going to go top five answers on the board. Here is the question. We're going to keep it with winning percentage because that was so much fun. But let's go the opposite way. Top five franchises, you have the worst winning percentage. Oh, Bears. Oh, Eagles. 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 <laughs> we first heard the Bears. Why? 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 <laughs> and then we heard the Eagles. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Not on said list. Wow. I think like the commanders, okay. they're sitting right on the outside. Brian, what else you got? Um, let's go with the the Rams. The Rams. He snags it for the team. The Rams are number two on this list. You're 16 and 28 all time against the Rams. <laughs> I just remember those years, man. Kurt Warner and Tory Holt and Marshall Funk used to oh, destroy yeah. everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys got it for the round. Anthony, what do you got? I'm going to say this again because I said it for the win percentage. I'm going to say the Niners. The Niners. He, I think he wanted he wanted to hit the the check mark. I know he did. All right, yeah. uh, not not correct on this list. All right, back to Bry, who's who's on fire over here. What do you got? Let's go with the Broncos. The Broncos. Anthony, let's ride. You got two strikes. A lot of meat here. This is tough. There's a lot of teams uh, left. Let's see. I think of historically great teams. 
Let's say the uh, Cowboys. The Cowboys. They did make the list. They are number five, 46. It hurt me. It hurt me to say it, but I knew that. 46, 73, and two all time against the Cowboys. All right, we got number two and five. Brian, what do you got? Is this it? Is this like for the win here? This, well, if you don't get it, they'll have a chance to steal and win. So, oh man. Um, They beat them in the Super Bowl. But it was only because of a missed kick. I'm going to go with the Bills. The Buffalo Bills. You idiot. <laughs> Apparently, they had no problem circling the wagons against the Giants. All right. Well, you guys got a lot of meat here. You got, let me see. You got number one, you got number three, and number four. If you snag any of those three, you're the winner. Okay. You want me to go? Yeah, you go. You can can talk amongst yourselves and get a consensus. I think it's the Chargers because we have not beaten them since Eli Manning has been a giant. What do you say? And then Mike Lennon two years ago. All right. You letting it ride? I'll I'll ride with my teammate. San Diego Super (laughs) Chargers. They are on this list. Good call (laughs) indeed. They are number four on this list. Chargers are five and eight all time against the Chargers. Number one, well, actually, they're tied with the Rams, so but they have them listed number one. The New England Patriots, four and seven all time against the Patriots. Thank God two of those are important. So yeah. Uh, Exactly. And number three, the Minnesota Vikings, 10 and 17. Against those Vikings all time. Well, Nikki and Danny, congratulations. You are tonight's winners. <laughs> Good game, guys. Good game. Good game. Good game. <laughs> I feel like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got you covered with the claps there, Coop. Don't worry. Oh, okay. The judges. The judge. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Judge? Hold on. I thought they split it. Wasn't that a split? No, we lost. Should, yeah. we, lost we, should, should we throw a flag? Let's get the replay. Yeah, Let's go to the, the replay. No, they got the right. budget. Holy hallelujah, we've done it. <laughs> that was for Dave. So, before Gary, we go... Before we go to our losers tonight, this is for our judge. (laughs) Valid question. (laughs) Gotta love it. All right. Well, unfortunately, Brian Anthony, with winners, we do have ultimately our friend. You're telling me there's a chance. Good game, nonetheless. I appreciate you guys playing. It was a lot of fun. We're about to go on to our next segment, the Fantasy Focus. You guys are welcome to stick around. Before we do that, I want to give you a chance to plug yourself. That way, if you want to skedaddle, all good with me. 
Nikki, where can we find, subscribe, get all your great, great content? Uh, you guys can follow me all social media platforms at Nikki Nick nine, three, eight, four. Our YouTube channel is New York giants rush. We have a giants based show every Monday night at eight and you can find rush hour hosted by me, co-hosted by Danny Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. We go around the league fantasy football betting, uh, but it's the off season. So we're having some fun. We're getting some division panels in. And last night we did a unique fun take on ranking the NFL fan bases. So if you, missed us last night please go and check it out on youtube like and subscribe i know america's team better be number damn one all right danny what do you say my friend where can we subscribe and get all your great content um as you can see at db hand on twitter um uh, i keep my instagram private uh you can find obviously like nikki said all the uh new york giants rush uh platforms you'll see me on wednesday nights with nikki and then the occasional monday night so Nice. Yeah. Catch me Pre- there. Appreciate you being in. And uh, hey, like I said, welcome to hang out with us. Uh, Brian, where can we f- uh, subscribe, get all your great content, my friend? Well, the good news is you won't have to hear me do any more of this because uh, I do injuries, and that's what I'm best at. So you can find me doing that on right here uh, during the football season. Uh, probably every Thursday are we doing, Jason, this year? I don't even know. Uh, um, Sunday, Sunday and Tuesdays. Yes. Sunday and Tuesday. Um, I'm usually doing injury updates. I'll be doing stuff with uh, Andrew Leduc. We'll be doing our articles again inside the medical tent this year. We did them last year. They were a big hit. So you can find that in print or online. <laughs> Not print, but online. And uh, Injured List Pod, Injured List Podcast, www.injuredlistpodcast. You can find me all over social media, mostly on Twitter and on, nice. um, on uh, MC Sports Corps. Yeah, check Brian out. He's got a lot of great updates for you, especially when you're looking at your fantasy roster, waiver updates, all that kind of good stuff. Brian's going to be there for the up for the, your updates as, as you need them. Anthony making his big return back to the podcasting world. Where can we subscribe and get all of your great content, my friend? Well, I'm with the Scoreboard Addicts, and we're on uh, Fantasy Sports Corporation. So if you subscribe here, you're going to subscribe to our uh, show as well, which we, we do Thursday, 730, 8.30. Um, and you can follow me at the rook 22. Also, uh, we have TikTok at scoreboard addicts pod, uh, and our Twitter is at score addicts pod. Uh, and then you can follow my TikTok. It's uh, at the rook choice. Uh, I post a lot of stupid stuff, sports stuff, being a dad, uh, you know, just stupid memes and everything like that. So if you, if you enjoy stupid stuff like that and want to have a good laugh, you know, follow me there. Uh, but you know, follow the guys and, and me at, uh, you know, at the scoreboard addicts pod. Anthony's a great salesman, as you can see. Hey, if you like stupid stuff, you know, you can follow. <laughs> it is, it is just stupid, stupid laughs. You know, it's I, I'm gonna have to follow that. <laughs> that we're gonna get on Danny's private Instagram. All right, yeah. let's get let's get started. We're gonna hit our commercial break. We get back, we'll do our fantasy focus. Thank you guys so much for being in again. Please welcome to stay. But if not, it was appreciate appreciate you having me as usual, and good luck to your Giants. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. 
Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Gingerbread is not a good girl. She just muddied the whole house up. All right, let's get on to our fantasy focus. It's been raining, so she dug a hole and then ran to the house. You know, that's whatever. All right, let's get on to our fantasy focus. And, you know, I got to tell you, I was looking at this Giants team, and I didn't want to say anything earlier to you guys, but you guys are still here, so I'm just going to say it now. I, I really think you guys are going to take a big step back next year. And I understand that Brian Dayball is a great coach and all that, but to go through what you did statistically, I can't see it. I don't think you made any improvements. You guys were talking. Let me get on to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, fifth. I got him as for this season. Last year, he finished ninth overall. He surprised everyone. And he was a darling if you sat there and waited and got him as one of your backup QBs because that was basically where he was getting drafted at last year. So this season, I don't think, you know, you guys were talking a lot about the receiving core getting faster. I'm sorry. I almost wanted a snicker. I mean, I'm just like, are you kidding me with these? Like, I just don't understand what your organization was doing. If you're going to put the money behind your QB, you got to get him some weapons. I understand that he runs a lot, but you also got to get him some playmakers. There's one sitting out there right now, unsigned. He's not even visited you guys. I don't even understand why you're not calling out to Hopkins. Get, get a playmaker for Daniel Jones, because if you don't, I see you guys with a big regression this year and Daniel Jones in particular. I'm sorry to say that. Please don't kill me. Wow. Dustin. I should have dropped off of the commercial break. Dustin, what's yeah, that you, my friend? <laughs> don't worry, guys. I'm here to save the day. I'm here to bring this whole mood back up. I got him at number 10. And it's for every reason that you just said, Commissioner. He had, in my eyes, not a great season last year. But he was able to pull it out because he's a rushing quarterback. In his heart of heart, he's a rushing quarterback. And Brian Dable taught the best rushing quarterback we have in the league right now, Josh Allen, how to incorporate running the ball into his game and make him a fantasy stud. And what did he do the first year with Daniel Jones? Uh, did the same fucking thing. <laughs> so look at it this way. They got Jalen Hyatt, a stud speedster from Tennessee. Love the addition. Hopefully he stays healthy. They got Darren Waller, a stud across the middle. Like, this is a guy who at one point we were talking about got 18 targets in one game. You know why that was? Because the Raiders saw his value. If he can stay off the injury list, he's going to have one of those values that goes straight through the roof again. Another big season. Um, and then you still got Saquon Barkley. Still got a sign, but... I mean, when he's on the field, he's probably the most impressive back in the entire league. So I like what they have there. Um, they also got a plethora of speedsters. So if, you know, Hyatt gets injured, if Slayton gets injured, if Hodgins gets injured, they just kind of replace them with whoever, Johnny whoever, Sterling whoever. You know, they find these guys, they put them on the field, and they make do with it. That's why they made their run last year. I'm sticking with Daniel Jones still in that top 10. I like what he did last year. Sterling, whatever he said. <laughs> where, where, do you kind of, where do you have Daniel Jones? Um, 
I know I could see him in, in top 10. So I did grab him as a backup last season. And then I, I kind of had to roll with him. I didn't have a choice. And listen, he did he did well for me in fantasy. Um, you know, I, I didn't win my league, but I know I'm this close. I made it so close. Um, but again, I'm just going to keep harping on the speed. It was something we didn't have last year. You to think about Waller, right? He is huge and our wide receivers are very small so i think he's going to open up this offense he's going to get a lot of targets paris campbell is really becoming a favorite target of daniel jones um and hodgins you know he got five red zone targets from weeks 13 to 17 last season so i think he's just going to continue to be a target machine for this team I just would have liked to have seen them do a little more in the offseason. That's all I'm saying. I just wish they would have got him yeah, some, with, something. I don't think you got to. There really wasn't anybody out there yet. Who? And with what money? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, listen, I'm not in your pocketbook, so I don't really know all that much. But anyway, all right, Danny, let's go to you. What do you, what do you say? Where you got him at? Um, I think he's in that fringe starter role if it's a 12-team league. He could be that starter if you decide to go with him. Um, I also think he he's a good stash because, like we mentioned before, obviously he's mostly re- relying on the rushing rushing yardage. So if he opens up the, the passing yardage and hopefully scores more than 15 touchdowns, I would love to see top 10 because if he if he finds a way to score, more, like let's say, 20, 25 passing touchdowns, and roughly around 3,000 yards. I'm not saying he could do that. That would be obviously wonderful. Plus his running, he, he will be in the top 10. So I think he's fringe top 10 right now, and hopefully this he finds his ceiling this year. All right, Anthony, what do you say? Yeah, I agree with Danny here. I think he's like kind of fringe. I don't know if I'd start him off the bat, but I definitely would stash him away. Uh, if he's a, like, it's a dual, He's a dual-threat quarterback. You know, like this is what – I'm not saying he's on the same level of Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, but those guys have value because they're able to score both ways, right? They're able to throw passes and you're able to score on the feet. Uh, and when you rush the touchdown, they're, they're worth more in points than a passing touchdown. So if you're able to get, you know, 13 to 15, what, what do you have last year? Eight? eight? So how many did you get? I don't know. No, um, for, uh, for uh, rushing yards. Is it eight? Eight, 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 rushing, eight, eight rushing touchdowns? That sounds about right. Like seven or eight, right? If he that number yeah. goes up a little bit, that that's value right there. And then you also look at the fact that he does have better weapons than last year. No offense to receiving core last year, but they're not what they have this year. I agree with Nikki. They're faster now. They're you have mm-hmm. Darren Wall in the middle there. If he stays healthy, it's going to be a key weapon that Daniel Jones is going to rely upon. And I think he's his pass yards are going to go up. Uh, the offensive line is a little bit better, I think, than last year. So I think he might have a little more protection, a little more time to throw the ball, uh, and then have the you know, escape all the time and rush the ball a lot. So I think in terms of passing and rushing yards, I think he's a dual threat type of guy. And that's, uh, like I said, I'm not going to start him, but definitely stash him away. And then if he gets hot, then you're going to play him. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get to where the meat and potatoes of this fantasy roster is concerned with this running back position, Saquon Barkley. (laughs) He's definitely back healthy, ready to rumble. Finished last year at number six. Nikki, I actually did listen to you, believe it or not, uh, because I did have you on the show and you were harping on him a lot. And I have three of those big money leagues that I'm in. You know, I play a lot of other ones, but, you know, the ones that have like the vested interest in. And I actually won two out of the three 
And the one was because I had Saquon Barkley. You're welcome. In my lineup. Absolutely. Thank you. hundred percent. So yeah, listen, I mean, I don't need, you don't need a lot of analysis here. Saquon Barkley is back. Um, a little disgruntled sounding for some whatever reason, but I don't think that's that big of a deal. You guys can probably lay in that a little more than I could. Um, listen, and nobody's really spelling him. It's Saquon Barkley all day. He's one of those elite guys that you want to jump up for at that running back position. Justin, what say you? Yeah, you don't really got to say anything. Um, <laughs> just hope that he signs. That's it. Hope that he signs. That's my analysis. I hope he signs because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, if he's on the sidelines, then Eric Gray is your man, I guess. Let's go. Let's go. Matt Breida. Let's go bring it all. All right, Anthony, <laughs> let's go to you on this one. What do you what do you say? I'm with Justin. I mean, you gotta gotta sign him. You gotta make him happy. I I, I just be afraid that I mean, could he be what did he say? He was six last year, could he be a top five guy. Of course he could, but it's just whether or not he plays. I'm I'm worried about right now. He's already threatening that he may possibly hold out. I mean, they have the contract out there offer. Is out there. You gotta see it's the balls in his court. Him and his camp gotta decide what they're gonna do. And if he comes back, he wants to be a giant for life. Uh, he doesn't want to set the market for running backs. So then I think the contract right now is in front of him. Exactly what you'd be. You'd be a giant for life, and he won't set the running backs market. But uh, he's got to be happy. You know. Indeed. That's Indeed. the fucked up thing, isn't it? Too like he's actually saying like I'll take a team friendly deal. Yeah. And they're still like, uh, we don't know how much longer you're going to last. And we're like everybody else. We don't want to like hedge our bets on a running back. Like, come on, dude. Exactly. He's not trying to be like the guy that's going after 16 mil. Right. And, you know, he's definitely worth it to say the least. Danny, what say you? Um, Obviously, he's going to be a top five running back. I think it's going to it's going to come down to. I think the final minutes to the final hours on July 17th. So I'm not worried yet. It doesn't sound like Saquon's worried yet. And the Giants don't seem to be too worried yet, but it's, it's getting to the point of, all right, we, we need to sit down and refigure this out because like uh, Rook and Justin just said, um, they stated the uh, obvious with that. So I'm not worried yet. Nikki, what say you? Uh, they'll get a deal done. I think it does come down to to that final hour. Just to clarify, the deal is not on the table. They have opened up lines of communication, but uh, a formal deal has not been been presented. So, um, but I do think that they will get something done. And if they do, I mean, you obviously draft him. I mean, in fantasy, he's a no brainer. So, and, uh, yeah, and jump, jump up for him, reach whatever you got to do. And I'm calling his ball for sitting out. There's no he's way not gonna he's, sit out. Out. he's not going to no, sit out. He's not going to sit out. I agree with you. No I know it's just it's just out there. You got to think about it. But I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to do it. I think it's jump for him. I I actually agree. He just looks like, and as you guys were talking to, and like knowing the player he is, he just seems like a football player. Like he doesn't want to be in all involved in this nonsense. But like Justin said, it is kind of messed up that they're not like, hey, okay, let me do something for this guy. Um, you know, being he is, it, it's he is literally a respect thing, exactly. and they're not showing the respect to him, right? So, I right. can see him sitting out because of the fact that this is a guy who had so much respect for his team, and his team's not, you know, reciprocating it. But I hope he I'm, doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. Yeah, I'm stuck in the middle because there were rumors in the bye week that they had a great offer on the table, and he unfortunately said no. So, 
Mm. I, you don't know who to believe in this situation because if that's in fact the real story, he overplayed his hand, and then once you saw the market, it was just like, "Ee Saquon, what are we doing?" Kind of thing. So, right. hopefully for him and for our, our sake, because obviously he's one of the better athletes I've seen in a Giants uniform in the last twenty-five years, other than maybe Odell. So we got to get him signed. Well, let's go on to the receiver position because I'll let's be have fun. honest. This is the biggest anomaly I have found so far doing these little pre-study of the <laughs> teams. I went through this depth chart and was like, huh? That's why I was saying this earlier. It felt like, you know, when the Cavs used to get, you know, have LeBron and just used to throw anybody and everybody they could to help him out. That's literally what, to me, this feels like. But that's why I want you guys in here tonight so you guys can explain. I got you. And tell me why any of these people are worth targeting. Justin, let me go to you, though, since you've been in the back. Start with you. You tell me. Do you you got somebody you want to target in here? Uh, Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with the value of it. Jalen Hyatt is a guy I'm really high on. Um, I think he can make an impact on this team. Uh, as far as Isaiah Hodgins, I had him rostered for a long time on my bench, or not on my bench, on my taxi squad. Happy that he finally came of age after being like totally locked down on the practice squad in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, it's going to be something where it's going to continue success. Uh, he looked good. But you got to realize, you got to think maybe he was on the practice squad for a reason in Buffalo. Um, and then there's uh, there's the Slaytons and the Shepherds and the guys that you're always kind of like, oh, yeah, he'll be on the waiver wire. So that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I'll go after Jalen Hyatt and then everybody else, I'll kind of just be like, you know what? They'll be on the waiver wire a little bit later on. I'll go catch him then. And, and Sterling Shepard, he always seems to be that guy for me where I'm like one week where I need to like a little fill in. He used to be real sweet in the PPR, um, you know, aspect. But right now, you know, obviously with his injury, um, that's, you know, a little bit in question. Danny, we'll start with he'll you. He'll have the 20-point game and then he'll get injured. Right, exactly. Like, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the hot pickup that week. It'll be the hot pickup. Everyone go get Sterling Shepard. All right, Danny, what say you, my friend? Any of these guys that uh, can I target or look at any of them? I mean, as Justin mentioned, these are all deep stash guys if you need them in an injury or a bye week situation and the matchup's saying it's good, get them. But obviously, it's it's you need to throw to someone. So I've always liked Darius Slayton. He does get the volume of yardage. It's just really, can he eventually hold on to the ball and get even more yardage. He's obviously been Daniel's favorite target his, his whole career. Um, I had him in a couple of times, but obviously that's a deep stash. Um, I like, I like the Hyatt, like Justin said, if you're in a dynasty league or something with that, I, that's a, obviously the best stash of all the giants, young guys, because he's, he's obviously young and they don't know what to expect out of him. And he, if he goes off, you're not going to get him unless you're like one or two on the waiver. Um, so between those guys, I, I would say that I, I I would love to see what happens with Paris Campbell. Obviously, what we mentioned with his speed and can he finally break out? And then Hodgins, who is obviously a great piece. He's definitely our biggest wide receiver. 
So he's going to find a way to be a big focal point on that big third down. If Waller is obviously locked up, I think he's Mr. Reliable and he's proven that the second half of last season, Daniel, whenever Daniel was in trouble, he would find a way to get Isaiah. So it's really going to be interesting to see how, if they play a lot in preseason and where do you go? So you can't really, you really can't really like dictate that yet. It's going to be stay far away as you possibly can. If you're a giant homer, go with your favorite giant wide receiver and keep him on the bench. And hope that he steps up for sure. Nikki, are you targeting any of these guys? I actually really like Paris Campbell as a sleeper pick. Uh, He is, like I mentioned before, really quickly becoming a favorite target of Daniel Jones. Their chemistry is really, really good on the field. So, uh, and he's sneaky fast. Um, He had a great year, you know, in Indy, but um, I think he's in the right fit here. He's very happy to be playing for Brian Dable. Um, and I just, I see the chemistry. I already see it forming and it's only June. So I really do like Paris Campbell for a sleeper pick. And, uh, like I said, I think Hodgins just going to get better. We didn't have him for a full season last year. You know, he ranked number one last year in, in his, uh, route win rate and against man coverage. So, you know, I, again, I just think the targets are going to keep coming for him. We'll get a full season out of him, but yeah, I think Paris Campbell sneaky pick there. Yeah, and Wes commenting buddy. that the ADP will be fascinating in redrafts. Absolutely, I agree with you 100%. Anthony, what say you, my friend? You targeting any of these guys? <laughs> I feel like it's a crapshoot. It's just a crapshoot with the Giants receivers. Uh, I mean, look at, I mean, just going through the depth chart, I mean, you have Hodges, Jalen Hyatt, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Stone Chep. I know he's hurt, but when he's healthy, Wandell Robinson, he's hurt when he's healthy. Uh, Jameson Crowder, David Sills. I mean, all these guys, you know, had key plays at one point last year. They went to pretty much everyone. So for me, it's just hard to target who's going to be the top guy. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins obviously was much better that last, uh, you know, I'm going to say last quarter of the season. He was their top receiver. Um, so I mean, you, you're going to say maybe him has been the top target, but like, I just don't know if I could trust week in, week out playing these guys my wide receivers, depending on where. Your league is that if you have two wide receiver slots or three wide receiver slots, do you really want to waste it on having one of these Giants receivers? You're not. So, I mean, uh, as a team in regular football, do I believe in them? Yes. But as a fantasy, I'm not going to waste waste time right. on uh, too many Giants receivers unless, like Danny said and Justin said, stash them away. And, I mean, Nikki said it too. Stash it. Sleeper. You know, whatever you may do with it. But, uh, yeah. I and If anything, I, I like Wandell. I think he's the fastest guy in the, yeah. in the room. But it's just whether or not he's healthy. Uh, but I would I would go with him, maybe draft him late, or even just get him off the waiver wire at that point. Because now he's yeah. gonna be hurt. It's Nikki, was he on the was he on the practice field yesterday? No. Okay. Yes, he's not even yet. He's not practice right now. He's not. I, who knows if he's gonna start the season? So it's no, funny. How many games did he end up playing last year too? He finally broke out the game. He got hurt. That's what sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he pulled the Sterling Shepard. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or Kadarius. It was a shitty loss, but he he broke out. It was the Lions. Game. Hey, we love Kadarius Tony because he stopped the Eagles from winning a Super Bowl and Bradbury. So you know, True. it's like True. got nothing but love for them. Always the Giants being an factor of everything. <laughs> it's it's like the Kevin Bacon thing, I guess. Right. All right. So let's go on to the tight end position, and we're gonna wrap things up. Normally at this time. 
we'll we'll do tight end and defense, but I'm just gonna just stop you right there. There's no reason to even talk about this defense for fantasy relevance, no. so we'll just move on from that. Unless let's talk about unless. the tight unless what they play the commanders, maybe? Maybe yeah. well, well um I'm hoping for a breakout year for uh Kayvon and hopefully yeah. Aziz gets healthy. Those would be the only reason if later in the season the Giants are defense to waiver. Hopefully, Kayvon breaks out and Aziz stays healthy. That would be it for me. But I'm not drafting them until they prove it to me. But those are the two guys, obviously. For fantasy purposes, they would definitely be matchup dependent for sure at the very minimum. All right, let's go to the tight end position, though. Obviously, the big splash with Darren Waller. I have him currently number eight. I'm just so scared to have him there, though, because, again, it's the uh, the injury issue with him. So it's concerning. Um, but, you know, if you guys mention it, if he stays healthy, it's on and popping. And I got to say, I mean, I hate it, too, because I hear it. I, you know, I, if you saw the Dolphin show, like I, I'm constantly hearing this. Well, if Tua stays healthy, yeah, okay, why don't we talk about if every team's QB goes down? If Josh Josh Allen's goes down, what are the Bills going to be like? So let's just stop talking about it. So I'm going to stop talking about it, too. Darren Waller should have a great season. He's big. He's nasty. Daniel Jones is going to look for him because what the hell else is he throwing it to? So we were talking about this with the Eagles receivers. There's not much other than Goddard to, to look at. Same situation here. Uh, it's Darren Waller's show right here. There's no one really else. So he could have a huge breakout season. Like I said, just look at these receivers. All right, let's go to let's go to Nikki. We'll go to you first on this one. What do you say? Listen, I March 15th, I said on my show, Darren Waller is gonna have a, a massive fantasy se- fantasy season. And I am petty enough when he does, I'm gonna find that clip and post it and just hammer it like I did last year. Um, I'm all oh, in on him. Uh, yeah, I know you yeah, know. Post <laughs> it right now, so then you don't have I'm to go gonna, find I'm it. I'm gonna snipe there. I can't snipe them if we're in a league with Nikki because she'll kill me. I will. She nonstop Darren Waller. So if you're in a league with Nikki and you swipe Waller, you might die. So dead to me. You're done. No, but he, like I, like I said, he's going to open up this offense, and he is. I know these guys are huge, but I saw him in person. You know, just give a little nod or whatever, and I'm like, God damn, he's huge. Like he's a big guy. So, um, like I said, the team. Wide receiver wise, they're short on size, so I think Daniel Jones um, is just going to throw to him. Kind of, probably treat him like that number one wide receiver. So I think the targets well, are going to be there, and their chemistry is developing really nicely as well. He is your number one receiver. Let's be real, yeah. Danny. What say you? Um, basically, what Nikki says, and I, I don't want to say if injuries, but obviously the last two seasons have dictated that that narrative. So hopefully, we find that that Darren Waller that came back to life with the Raiders a couple years back. So obviously he is our number one passing target. Um, so if he's there and you're ready to take a tight end, I would take the flyer on him and you know, good things will happen. So, and you obviously know the targets will be there. So it's, it's worth the risk because Dan Jones has to throw to someone. And as desolate as the tight end position is in fantasy, it's definitely worth the risk. Anthony, what do you say? Right. You guys are crazy. It's Daniel Bellinger. That's what you got to go. No. Yeah, I, I, I love Bellinger. I like Bellinger a lot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just, I agree with what everyone say about Darren Waller. I mean, he's a beast when he's healthy. Uh, you're going to go with him. Top 10, definitely. And yeah. 
it's tough with tight ends in fantasy. They get hurt so quickly, and uh, he's like a wide receiver out there, tight end. So that's like having a, you know, depending on what, like I said, what league you're in, two or three wide receivers, he's your third or fourth guy, wide receiver basically, but in a tight end position. So Right, and he, he could be the flex guy if you want to get frisky. Yeah, flex too, yeah. 100. And Justin, close us out. What do you say? Yeah, tight end is such a niche position in fantasy to where you really do have to go for the athletic guys. Because if you want to get stuck with the Tyler Conklins and the Daniel Bellingers of the world, you're just going to be suffering throughout the entire season. Um, Just a quick look at what Daniel Bellinger did with Daniel Jones. He did not have a bad season for a guy who stepped on the field after about like four games. So I'm looking at that. He also had the eye injury as well. That's right. That's right. He did have the eye injury. And then I'm looking at it like this is a big opportunity for Darren Waller. If he can stay healthy, that's a big if. He's missed twenty. He's missed fifteen games out of his last two seasons, so that's a big if. But if he can stay healthy, if he can get it under control, this could be a top five season. That's why I have him in my top five at number five. Yeah, I love it. Like I said, he's got like you know. That's why we do these little breakdowns. It got me so ready for my season last year. I'm like, man, I love doing this stuff. I'm sitting here looking at all this, and I'm like, man, it's just putting the puzzle pieces together this is like a darren waller like perfect storm for him um as long as he can stay on the field god i'm gonna stop saying it it's gonna be a good season yeah you're the one saying it i know and i keep saying it and i'll just all stop with it it if he says you could say that for any freaking player (laughs) you're right i just like bringing up america's quarterback all right i'm I'm gonna I, let's change the narrative. I think America's team should be Miami, not Dallas. Right. So I'm with you. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Wow. Miami is a much there. better city than yeah, Dallas. I just went to Dallas, and it's this smooching up here. Huh? This this Jesus. movement, this movement that started way back when, is gonna finally get some legs at some point. They haven't won a playoff game in our decade. <laughs> Listen, buddy. All right, all right. We're gonna close like things out. We're gonna... millennium, I should say. <laughs> let's let's get our Giants guest the fuck out of here. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you guys so much for coming on tonight. We do appreciate you being here. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, of course, and again, appreciate you. Make sure you go follow, subscribe, get all their great content. Uh, and stay here for or excuse me, stay here for tomorrow night. Hit the subscribe button, notifications bell. We're going to be in Washington, D.C. with the Commanders. That that fantasy side might take – that last segment might be real quick tomorrow night. (laughs) Real quick for you. I hope you have a lot of family feud. It's not the wide receiver. Well, that's why we put it on Friday. So, you know, it's a quick night. Friday night, we'll get done. Get out of here. All right, no. Talk about quarterback-wise, nothing. (laughs) Well, our guest tomorrow is going to give us a lot of shit. All right, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys again. Thank you guys so much. Good luck to your Giants this year. And we are out.